Welcome back, everybody. Simon Severino here. And this is the channel where we talk revenue systems, saving systems, and investment systems. Today, we talk investment systems, and we have a ton to talk. And the second part will be Q&A. So put your questions up there in the comments, and I will try to answer as many as possible. Today, we will cover some big news about crypto assets, and we will look at where the money flows where is the money really flowing where are the developers really flowing to what are some trades of this week that um, i have done and that can be an inspiration for your research and for your decisions and also uh, what is the new strategy 2022 because this year is very different from last year and so we crushed it last year congrats but do not replicate our strategies of last year because this year has different segments we will see what are segments what is segment rotation and what's going on and where where should you look at and uh, at exactly which numbers uh, can you look at and how to decide where to go we will look at money flows we will congratulate uh, some of the winners of this community and um, we will look at what to do in weak markets what to do in strong markets and what to expect from this year are we in bear markets are we in bull markets are we in both what exactly is going on so we will talk about risk management how you can protect your assets uh, moving forward in this very choppy market of this month and having an outlook about this year and also longer term so let's do it um first of all congrats to everybody in the community who jumped into the 90 day strategy sprint you are already in front of your competitors you are already front running them i am getting the reports every hour about your game plan about how you are regaining your time how you are improving operations how you do better client onboarding right now and how you have more time to work on the business, not just in the business. So congrats, everybody. And if you want to support them in our community or if you want to jumpstart your own revenue so that you have more to invest, it's strategiesprints.com. It's my team. It's uh, our coaches. And we are really, really excited about your results. And now that you have so much surplus cash flow, what do we do with it? How can we protect it this year? And how can you grow it this year? How can you let the assets work for you? So first thing, there is some really, really big news and it's different big news from what you are hearing um, most of the time. For me, the biggest news in January was that Polkadot has been adopted by the German telecom giant uh, T-Systems because they bought it not from the innovation budget. Hey, this is interesting. Let's look at it. They bought it from the operations budget. And that is a completely different budget. That means it's working right now. And I know those guys quite well and I know that they have to discuss this in at least at least eight committees and so after all these discussions they went 
in and they are now operating on the Polkadot network that is bullish in itself for the whole crypto space. The second big news, and this just came in, is that KPMG Canada just added Bitcoin and Ethereum to their corporate balance sheet. Now you might say, well, many people are doing it, right? Tesla is doing it. MicroStrategy is, is um, doing it the, the all-in way. What's the big news, Simon? Oh, boy, this changes for me a lot. If you think of traditional consulting, KPMG is here. If you, if you think of sprint consulting that you saw just before, it's on the other side of the spectrum. If a sprint consultancy goes into crypto, that's, that doesn't excite me because sprinters meet sprinters. You know, it's, it's the same thing. But when an accounting firm who does accounting for the most conservative and the biggest companies out there puts it on their own balance sheet they are now creating the case and if you are watching the micro strategy gap um, conflict like i am watching it like really really um really really tough situation um micro strategy has the problem that their accounting is, of course, different than the GAAP accounting. So it's new for people to have on their balance sheet something that is this volatile. And there is no framework so far. So what's keeping Apple, Google, Amazon from putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet? Only one thing, regulatory clarity. And the regulatory clarity is not there. So people who front run, like MicroStrategy, they have a problem. They are having a ton of discussions right now with authorities. And it's not fun. And so uh, your property success. Wow. When the traditional accountants move into crypto. Yes, this is huge because they are very very conservative and they are the hidden signal which is not so hidden anymore because if i am their client and let's say i am mcdonald's and i am their client and they're doing my accounting now i can say hmm uh i always wanted to have less costs and more upside and the inflation protection so it just was too complicated for me. But you know how to do it. Can you do it for me? <laughs> to me, this changes everything. Um, first, because even the, the more conservative, and that means the people who do more um, solid uh, numeric decisions, they found it solid. And the second is the ripple effect. They are literally doing the books of the most corporations out there so and this is where the money is so this is this will be the next money inflows and it might be this quarter it might be next quarter but that's opening up a, a huge money inflow 
talking money inflow, there is a second news that is quite similar and I think also very bullish. Wells Fargo, also not known for being the most digital uh, uh, team in the world, says, well, crypto is like the internet in the late 90s. And if you weren't around, the internet in the late 90s, this is what created today's behemoths. Today's giants were created in that phase. Today's giants are Amazon, Apple, um, Facebook. They were Google. They were created in the late 90s in exactly that phase. Well, Apple was around earlier. Apple is now 45-ish years old. But today's giants... Uh, were made in those in exactly those years and now they say we are nearing hyper adoption phase so wells fargo right not a crypto nerd uh, wells fargo says this is the late 90s internet which means the biggest revolution that we have seen the last biggest revolution in the markets and from the stage perspective in which stage are we it's not the concept stage it's hyper adoption phase so the next phase is the hyper adoption phase you can read you can read this article and um, find more information about this for me this uh, these are the two most important news of this week there are many many others there are rug pulls, there are, there's a lot of fraud going on, etc. I will not bore you with all that stuff. I will give you immediately the info how I react to that stuff. So what does this all mean for our portfolios? Let's, let's go there instead. So in terms of portfolio, I've been updating my strategy for this year. I think we have to be so much more active this year and when i say active i will do much more macro much more often more macro more often and i will swing trade more often so i'm reducing the number of crypto assets and i'm going harder into those numbers where i have high conviction and i will analyze every day where they are and i will sell tops and uh, buy bottoms which is very hard to get right it only works if you have a few that you study every day and so i didn't do that last year I, we didn't need to last year we would pick our top 10 three of them would 10x and we had our year this year is different i will pick five per category i will pick five cryptos and five um, stocks and growth stocks and we will swing in and out of those so if you follow the channel you will know uh, when i'm when i'm buying and when i'm selling and i will share with you what i'm buying and selling this week right now and how the portfolio is changing so the basic structure of my portfolio is still the same i'm 20 percent real estate that's around three houses I am 35% crypto, 35% stocks, and 10% cash. That basic structure is the same. 
inside the stock portfolio, I am changing the allocation percentages. So inside the stock, last year, I was 100% growth stocks, tech stocks, growth stocks. This year, since I am studying now much more um, attentively the segment rotations, I am going right now with the current rotations. One rotation is from uh, risk to low risk. One rotation is from growth stocks to value stocks. One rotation is to dividend stocks and to commodities. And one, and you, you might be surprised, but one is actually to gold. <laughs> so it's the first time in my life that I buy gold and I have a limit order set that I did just half an hour ago. And I will share it with you about the gold play. Why? Because I want to have a part of my stocks portfolio, which is commodity producers. Okay, so I will share with you exactly what I mean. But for you, the exercise right now is go through your overall allocation. What do you want it to be this year? How much percent is real estate? And real estate, we mean apartments, buildings, houses that you own where you don't live in. Okay. These are assets, not uh, things you're using. Assets. Okay. They are rented out over 95% of the time without you doing anything. Then it's an asset. Otherwise, it's a job. <laughs> we don't want you to have multiple jobs, right? We want your assets to work while you sleep and while you are on holiday. That's a revenue system and that's an investment system. So real estate, how much percent? 10%, 5%, 15%, 25%. What do you want your percentages to be? And do your ideal ones and then you you rebalance in let's say weekly or monthly sessions from your ideal to your current ones and you you make the gap bit by bit closer every month so real estate then we go and i know that many of you here are in real estate so put that percentages number down if you don't have one overview uh, feel free to take our our templates just a spreadsheet that does it for you you, you find it at strategiesprints.com, download the spreadsheet and, and you can put in there your numbers. It will tell you the percentage. Then, how much percentage do you want in crypto? I feel good with, with 35%, but you have to sleep well. So if you are sleeping well with 5% crypto, go there. But if you shouldn't sleep too well. If you... If you check once per day, then it's probably the right amount of stress that you have. If you check zero time per day, you probably should increase the percentage of crypto holding. And if you are checking nine times per day, you should probably reduce the percentage of your crypto holding. So find your balance, right? It should be a little bit stressful because you are hunting opportunities. So there is a risk reward play. But it shouldn't be too much. Otherwise, you are overexposed. So in weeks when I feel uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping badly, I'm checking too much, I know I'm overexposed. I have to go and rebalance. And I will show you what I did this week to do exactly that. 
um, dividend stocks. I added dividend stocks and I did, I added um, commodity producers. So now that you have your percentages, let's look at risk. For example, I was sleeping quite bad the last weeks because I see the segment rotation to commodity producers. And so this is my stock allocation. And I am still 70, what is it? 78.6% growth stocks. Now, these guys will get hammered. <laughs> I, I will keep the, the unstoppable ones, Amazon, Google, Tesla, but I will reduce everybody else. As soon as MicroStrategy pumps with Bitcoin, I will layer out of MicroStrategy and put that into dividend stocks that I have identified already. When PayPal gets into the groove and, and doubles, I will cut half of that and put it into commodity producers that I have identified today. When Block, former Square, comes back into the green, I will layer out bit by bit and put that into dividend stocks and commodity stocks. This is how I am rebalancing from growth stocks to growth stocks and dividend stocks and commodity producers. Okay, digital assets are fine. Um, digital assets are mainly, you know, my micro strategy, clean spark, hot eight, um, galaxy digital, uh, coinbase, uh, basically all the all the, the Bitcoin proxies in the stock portfolio. So find your allocation and think how you can play these rotations because they are real, they are here, and uh, they are much stronger uh, than, than the crypto market. And they are, you know, we have this 10-year cycle, the debt cycle, we have the interest rate um, situation. Will we have two hikes, four hikes, five hikes? We don't know, but we know it will have an impact and um, you should be prepared. So uh, it's not like last year where you just buy as much uh, uh, cryptos as possible and they will go up. Investment system is, of course, risk management. So what's your riskiest play? As you, as you see, I have too many. I want to reduce to five. So Bitcoin will stay in the game. Solana will stay in the game. Ethereum will stay in the game, in my game. Avalanche will stay in my game. And the rest has to qualify. So number five will be either Luna or Phantom. And it, it is decided these days, um, depending on uh, four indicators that I'm watching. I will sell Engine. I will sell Render. I will sell all that uh, small speculative stuff that I had. And I will circle it back into the top five. And I will go harder in every week. All the profits from from my business, from the revenue systems, I will layer in into these five when they're down and we will swing trade with them. Because if we, if we have just five, we can do that. Same thing with stocks. So these are the stocks where I'm heaviest in now, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Shopify, Galaxy Digital. And those I will trade in and out in and out, in and out, swing trading with them. And it's possible if uh, we focus just on those five, we will know exactly what's going on. We, we, we will know the news, we will know the TA, even if technical analysis to me is like um, uh, astrology for men. But it, it is 
giving you objective numbers. They are gone, they are numbers of the past, but they are still indicative, um, not completely reliable, but they are indicative if you want to nail tops and bottoms, which is really, really hard to do, will not work most of the time, but sometimes it will work and it's enough if it works 30% for this system to work. And then you, you go and update your buy list and sell list, right? Uh, even if you are just an investor and want to play it passively, you still, whenever you buy, have to write down for yourself your selling number. That helps you manage expectations. Sometimes we buy something, we go, oh, we go to the moon. Nothing goes to the moon. Uh, everything comes back to the mean. Just the question of when. So here it's really about your uh, expectations and managing them. Okay, This is why you write down not just the buying price, but also the selling price that you want to achieve. And... Um, One very important news is where is money flowing to? So according to Bloomberg, and this is February 4, so it's a couple days old, it's telling us that Bitcoin is having $71.4 million in flow. And Solana is having $2.4 million in flow. And Polkadot is having $2.2 million in flow. I don't hold Polkadot currently, but I'm still bullish it. It's not as fast as others, but I told you that um, there is real enterprise use right now. It's not just use case in terms of it might be used for. It's used right now from German enterprises. And um, that's a bullish indicator to me. It's, it's just not one of my top five. Um, and I'm also not sure anymore if Chainlink should be one of my top five for this year. I don't think so. I think it will disqualify. I think I will layer out Chainlink. The, the hypothesis has been invalidated. Yes, it's technically great. Yes, it's a blue chip. But the upside movement is not there. Um, yeah, Solana, Polkadot, and Bitcoin from our list, the clear winners. Ethereum is losing, but Ethereum is still is still on the right track. Just markets don't like it when you say, hey, we are going to improve and then you don't deliver. So I, I understand that. These are the flows. And what to do this week? Personally, I am focusing on so layering out of some coins. For example, I've sold last week all my curve. I had it staked on convex. I have unstaked it, took profits, sold everything and layered it back in, into Phantom. So right now, my top five, Bitcoin, Solana, Ethereum, Luna, Phantom, and there is also Avalanche that I still hold. So it's six now. I have to kill one of those. So Chainlink is out. And uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm watching Luna and Phantom very closely. And one of those will have to leave the top five. Right now, I'm heavily into both. And also Avalanche. 
but it's six and six is too much to swing in and out and to really know what's going on every week so um the decision on my side is to do that that's what's next for me and i've been uh putting in some limit orders for the two categories that i, I showed you that i am layering uh in uh, so i've been layering out hey johan i've been layering out um some positions that were mainly growth stocks that doubled so i have cut out half of that i took my money off the table and now i let now the play money run forward and from those growth stocks be, but this is not investment advice i'm only sharing with you how i am rebalancing based on my overexposure growth stocks so so in my portfolio this week i have to rebalance to more dividend stocks and more um, commodity producers right so i've selected some that are very healthy from a cash flow perspective that um, have done well in many inflationary scenarios so in many bear market they have done well they have a low pe price to earnings ratio so they are pretty resilient uh, in every weather condition and they are producing something that will go up soon for example crop uh, agriculture will be a moment that we will have water uh, supply shortages globally and the best water play right now is to play agriculture so uh, nutrient is one of my commodity producers that i am buying right now another thing that will be scarce and needed is gold um, and here I, I i hear the community saying what cyber gold yes 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 gold is a good play um, the only very bad play right now is fiat um, money is everything else is and especially the the anti-fiats gold and bitcoin are a very good idea right now you just have to pick the right ones so my pick and i can share with you in a video why i picked barrick gold corp uh, they are the producer of um, this commodity i will go into dividend stocks my picks of the day are blackrock and mgen that's healthcare and financials traditional financials um and uh, also ubs traditional banking um european and um switzerland uh i know them very well and um it's it's solid and then uh, a new dividend stock for me completely new um bank of nova scotia in canada i have been uh, studying canada a lot over the last weeks because of the energy uh, rotations and uh, every energy company I bought from Canada has done really really well over over the last six weeks and these were the toughest weeks um, so that's my play right now uh, but doesn't mean that you can just replicate that uh, this is for me the right thing to do as an example of how you rebalance so remember you go back to your overall allocation how much do you want to have in real estate in percentage how much do you want to have in stocks how much do you want to have in crypto stocks 
uh, sorry, crypto assets, how much cash. Based on that, you look at macro and you can use our daily content here as one input source, but also get some other input sources, newsletters, other YouTubers, because you want to have different perspectives and different numbers and then put them together in your system. And then in your system, then you know what to do more of and what to do uh, less of based on where you are, your goals, if you have to protect wealth or to build wealth. In this case, I have three kids and uh, I have a global business running. So I have to protect wealth uh, for legacy. And then a small part of it, I want to grow it because it's fun. And um, we are on this journey together. So I want to help you grow it. So that's why we do it um, together in public, right? If I was trading more than five, uh, which I'm not, you know that I am reducing. But if I was adding today, I would buy uh, Cosmos, Atom, A-T-O-M. Cosmos is today at $30 and it's an easy $44 in probably a few, few weeks or months. Um, short term is hard to predict, but this is a clear 46% easy, easy in, easy out. Um, if you're looking for things like that, I am not buying because of the reasons that I showed you. I'm overexposed crypto, overexposed growth stocks because the whole last year I've been buying every week. So I'm super exposed there. But Adam looks really good just from the chart. And remember, TA is astrology for men, so you cannot 100% rely on that. But take it as one input, one data point. Add some five, six, seven more data points to that, and then um, you have more information to base your decisions on, right? So this is what I'm doing this week. And um, Avalanche has been the surprise. So in terms of what, what did I learn from mistakes? Uh, definitely Avalanche has been a super teacher. So I went into Avalanche and then I said, <laughs> I, I, I think they will be around in three years. They look solid. Let me become a delegator. Is it a delegator? Delegator. That means you commit to providing liquidity to Avalanche. And so I, I put all my Avalanche in there and said, you can have it for 12 months. Three months later, I panic and I go, what did I do? I limited my options. And as a strategist, you never want your options to be to be less. You always want to have more options. So I was like, my God, this was a mistake. And it obviously was a mistake. But Avalanche is, as we are speaking today, 75% up. <laughs> we are now in month five of those 12 months, it's up 75%. And I would have sold it in between because it was very weak in between. So sometimes, you know, you do mistakes, but you learn from them. And sometimes these mistakes protect you from over trading. So in this case, I couldn't sell it. I kept it. It's now up 75%. I hope <laughs> it's still up when, when I can then finally um, decide over it again. Metaverse has been super interesting. And this is my addition 
So for this week and next week, I told you what I'm doing. But I start the research project on the metaverse and NFT, which I didn't all of last year. If you remember, we were just studying layer ones um, and just, you know, layer one blockchains in the smart contract uh, field. And I'm starting right now also to study the metaverse and NFT place. I will focus on the pick and shovels, not on the single NFTs. I will never uh, look at single NFTs, but I will research every day what are the picks and shovels. So the engines, the renders, the um, maybe even Gala could qualify for that. Uh, everything that is a real ecosystem, the walks, the sandboxes, and um, not so much probably the, the central lens and not so much the illuviums and not so much the Vulcan forges because they are one-sided marketplaces. But if I see two-sided marketplaces that are a real infrastructure play, I will share them with you because obviously that there is huge opportunity there. Still, nobody understands that field. I don't understand that field. So I will start researching. And if there is some pattern emerging that is reliable, I will share it with you here every day. So hope that helps everybody. We did 33 minutes. Congrats. And uh, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.